You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, a signing episode of, well, it's not technically low-key, well, technically we have taken over the big show, so this is, welcome, my name is Harry Price, welcome to the Chris Spangle Show with with me. Now, Dear Leader is out this weekend doing other things that's not the big show, so I have taken over control of it and I'm controlling it now, so ha ha ha, you get to listen to me. But of course, I, have no, I never travel alone because traveling alone is wrong, you know, certain you know certain people in certain towns will show you that traveling alone is dangerous, so I travel with a pack, and the best people like train alone is the great white rhino, uh, rhino, Reinhold, Reinhold, why don't you go introduce yourself? Hey, this is Reinhold, and uh, you might hear me on the uh, big show once in a while. But uh, here we are today talking in a much more freeform manner, I think. So, yeah, let's yeah, have some fun. yeah, freeform, a little bit more like old school, the way we like, like a lot of people used to, we used to podcast back in the day, but you know, this is, you know, it's, it's more fun. And of course, like I said, if, if it's me and, and we're doing like, a, you know, low key, you know, wall esque episode or something like that, you, you know, like I said, I don't travel alone. And of course, I'm going to have to bring Vincent with me. Why don't you go say hi, Vincent, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm here, and I usually here when things hit the fan, and uh, they need something to happen. So yep. this ha- this happened to be this episode is actually something that I came up with and presented. And since since Spangle was out, they're like, "All right, here, do this one, whatever, leave me alone." <laughs> well, of course, as you guys all know, like on Friday nights, we sit there at our favorite brewery of choice uh, here in, in Lawrence, uh, Trine Brewery, and we have a little walnut meeting. And we sit there and I talk about nerdy subjects, and I'm sure a lot of you get annoyed by some of the nerdy subjects, or you really love the nerdy subjects I have. But sometimes I'm not the one who brings a, a topic of conversation to the table. Sometimes some people other bring other things up. Now, and they can be how you say nerdier or different or a genre that I, you know, just don't even think about or, you know, or like I see in passing. And it's, an, like I said, it's one of the things that keeps me coming back and encourage everyone else to have like a little small, little like end of the end of the week or just random IRL meetups with people, especially like, you know, in the, uh, in the wall network. Uh, so one thing that keeps what was popping up at the table was this topic on um, Vincent kept bringing it up about parasocial relationships and all these different events, and he he finally culminated and pushed it all together into like a nice thing of notes, and it was just like, all right, he's going to boil over with all this information, so let's 
go ahead and like let him take the reins of the show. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let it out in the open and share this information because if he finds this interesting and he listens to the podcast, I'm sure there's somebody that is driving their car right now going like, yes, finally, they're talking about this or I have an interest in this thing. So it's a what the heck is a parasocial relationship? So a parasocial relationship is in layman's terms is when there's a one-sided relationship between so, between a viewer and a presenter or an actor or performer. What do you mean um, by what do you mean by like viewer? So it's more of a like I I have a relationship with somebody that they have no they don't have to put any effort into being a part of it or they might not even be aware of the other person having any input into it. Hmm. hmm. So like it it's more of like celebrity worship kind of thing, or in the modern day, it's a lot of if you're watching something on YouTube and you're in the comments, you're talking to somebody all the time, and they don't really reply to you, but you think they listen to you, mm-hmm. and since they since they talk as if they're talking to the audience and you're part of the audience, you become invested in that person. Hmm. Hmm. So what you're saying is like all right. Just trying to like understand it. So like it's just more of a so just like you guys are like like just a lot of people who are like listening to this like this episode right now and they're like, I, I I feel invested. Like, you know, I I talk to these people all the time. I listen to these people every day. Like like am I in a parasocial relationship? Is this is something that's wrong? What's going on here? Like Uh the big difference is more of it, it happens a lot when there's more of a massive crowd or a massive group of people, mostly because it's usually an individual that is completely unaware of your existence Hmm. so if it's somebody like let's say we have somebody in our chat that talks with us all the time and we interact with that person all the time that's different because we have a smaller community and usually we build towards communicating with each other Hmm. but then then you have somebody like you'll take mr beast who has like a tons and tons of you like millions of of youtube viewers and Mm -hmm. subscribers that one in the the hundred million that he has is much smaller than the one of the ten we have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, which you? So, so where did this come about? Like, so when? Like, is, is this a problem? Is this big, huge thing? Is this, or is this like a very scarce niche thing? What's going on? Because like, it's like the only person I really hear about it, like coming about it, like is you, and then like the occasional, like you know, like gossip rag things. What, what what's going on? Right. the The reason I want to talk about it is mostly because because we're still in the pandemic, as well as there's still a lot of people who are going through the pandemic. When we when it was the the incredible lockdowns where we didn't have a lot of social interaction with other people physically, mm-hmm. so a lot of our interaction came with us, you know, participating by watching streamers or watching videos and becoming attached to who they are. Mm-hmm. And currently, with the way social media is, all basically this is all what the influencers are about. So okay. any any influencer on Instagram, TikTok, Twi- Twitch. YouTube, any of those things, their their whole their whole career is built on having a community of people that will interact with them, even though they don't even know who they are. Hmm. 
Hmm. All right. So like during the lockdown, you're right. During the lockdown, we did our Friday night walnut because like they kicked us out of the brewery. They wouldn't let us in and they turned into a grocery <laughs> store. You know, right? And it's yes. kind of hard to hang out at the grocery store. We could, we tried. Okay. <laughs> Hung out in the parking lot, but we eventually had <laughs> to go home. But so we did like a lot of our Friday meetups there and you're right. We did interact with the chat. Everyone who came in and talked, we brought people in. We actually brought some of the patrons, like, because we had uh, Kurt DeCosta, <laughs> and we tried to get everybody who would come in and talk to us, like, in the, in the, in this, uh, in the Discord to talk and talk with us, hang out with us. Don't, no, 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 no. We are, we, you know, this is the wall community. Jump in the Discord, talk to us. Do not be shy to say hi to me in the Discord. Or if you see me playing a game, like, hey, I see your point, you know, uh, satisfactory. Can I jump in? Heck yeah, come on. You know, come on, let's play. Uh, you guys play Paladins? Can I jump in and can I play matches? Like, yes, yes, you can. You know, we, you know, it's for free. Like, you know, and granted, we have the hindsight of like having a, um, I want to say not small, but quality size community where it's easier for us to be able to interact with, you know, everyone who like listens to the podcast. It's easier. I'm not saying like it's, we can hit each one, every one of you, but it's just easier because like, and I only concentrate on the discord, Facebook, YouTube, screw you people. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, yeah. Okay. So you're saying like, you know, because of like, we're out there actually communicating with that. This is different. So like, but while in Mr. Beast's case, since his community is, Slightly larger than ours, only slightly, mm, only slightly. Sure, sure. It is difficult for him to communicate with everyone, so we just kind of just just like broad messages, almost you know, like um, you know, like yeah, so like a celebrity would like it, exactly. Uh, uh, it's it. basically modern day celebrity worship. Okay, okay, all right, and it and it's so like so. What's the like? But like, all right, so like people are worshiping like like what like like streamers, influencers. Um, people like on like Instagram, they're just, but like, how is this different from being like a, just a fan of the show? You know, like, you know, because like you can be fans of things. Like I've got influencers on my Instagram, but usually that like car stuff, like, wow, I really like the build on they did on that Subaru. You know, I'm going to follow this one because I like to build on it. I like to watch it. You know, how is this different? So the big difference is how, how much you're, you're willing to put into the, the non-existent relationship. So let's say, Let's say we we take Mr. Beast for example, right? We keep him since he's <laughs> just beat massive. The let's say that being a fan of Mr. Beast, like oh, I watch his videos and I comment occasionally. Mm-hmm. Somebody who is invested or, is somebody who sees the the performer of Mr. Beast and identifies him as his real life I'd name Jimmy, and like goes, oh, I know Jimmy. Jimmy's my friend. He does all this cool stuff. I'm I'm. I'm so totally emotionally invested in everything that he does. And if he does something that I don't like, I'm going to get upset at him and yell at him because he didn't do what I, what I wanted him to do since we're friends. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I'm trying to get the, <laughs> well, and there's the additional um, issue that if there's a, um, an attraction involved, then you get stalkering issues. You get yep. people trying to think that they're in a relationship with somebody that they are not in a relationship with in a, in a sexual manner. And that can mm. cause a lot of other issues down the line on that one. Oof. 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 This is okay. All right. I think I'm kind of get the, uh, the, uh, people who are, who, people who are willing to spend a lot of money on somebody who is way more wealthy than they are because they think that that's, 
that person that they care about and they're doing with everything they can to support them, even though they're living way beyond their own. Mm, mm. Yeah, and, and trying to get attention too from that person. So every time they, they pay them money, they get attention back. And that's what they're craving is that attention. Yeah. Mm. Cause they're my friend. And I want my friend to know that I'm, I'm here watching yeah, the stream every day. But that's the thing is that you don't have to pay your friend to like you. Well, I, at least I don't, but that could be, a sign right there that if you're having to pay somebody to pay attention to you, they may not be your friend. But, but I've been watching him since he only had like a hundred subscribers. So I mean that he has to be, I am in that situation on a few, few people that I know that, um, that are streamers. There's a streamer that I was, I I don't want to say I was from friends with, but you know, they, when they started small, you, were able to develop a sort of relationship with that person, became a mod in his channel, <laughs> uh, was on his stream from time to time, you know, playing games with him. Um, now he's blown up and got big. Uh, I'm still a, I'm still a, a mod in the channel, but I don't visit as often. It's just not, you know, we don't have a relationship that way. Uh, but when he was smaller, there was much more chance to just have that interaction that was there. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 there's a couple of like, uh, uh, Twitch streamers like, um, that I was with when they were like, they were small and I think I faded away. And then it was neat when I came back into the Twitch channel and I was like commenting and they were like, Oh my God, it's, it's legend. It was sitting there like ecstatic. I'm like, you, where have you been? And I was like, <laughs> it's like, I told you, man, well, I got yeah, busy. I get that. I get that. Cause I still, you know, I still, uh, subscribe to his channel because, you know, I want to support him and what he's doing. Um, kind of like a Patreon type of look. That's the way I kind of look at it. Is that I'm just I'm I'm giving him money for the work he's doing because it entertains me when I do want to in, be involved in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, every once in a while, I'll go back in there and go, "Hey, you know," and it'll pop up and say, "Hey, you know, you're on your whatever month subscription anniversary." So you pop that in there, the alert comes on. They're like, "Hey, you're here. I haven't talked to you in a while," and we mm-hmm. have back and forth for about five ten minutes, but then. He goes on and does his thing because he's streaming right now. I mean, when I when I was watching, and his name is Grimms, if you don't remember who he is, but um, when I started watching him, he had just got his like hundredth sub or something like that. He was all <laughs> happy and and everything, and then now he's streaming to thousands of users at a time. So he just there's no way he can give that level of attention to people. Right. It's just not possible, right? So as larger you get like that, the less chance you have to develop those relationships with your community. And sometimes the community then gets upset about it. Yeah. But it's still uh, kind of how you want to be. I mean, if you want to be bigger and make money at it and do it as a living, you have to give up the the option of being a small streamer where you can just hang out with everybody. Yeah. It's it, it, There's a line that you get cross at some point where you just can't be what you were before that got you where you were. You have to be something else. Yeah. 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 Um, exactly. it's, yeah. It's yeah. But yeah, it's, whew, man, it's almost like, like, all right. So like, yeah, it, 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 yes. Having a lot of people follow your page like that, it does become a burden. Like even like when like, we'll have the massive page, right? It was, it was nuts. Whenever you posted anything, you know, like thousands of comments, like, Oh crap. And, and then like, even like, I think that's another thing that helped push me off of like um you know the Facebooks too was also was like the amount of people that was in the some of the group pages was like there's a lot of people in here 
I'm good. <laughs> There's so many. And I, and I can, but like I also like the Discord. It's just, yeah, it is. A, yes, it's smaller. Not many people want to leave the other, dis, like the things and go to this other, you know, met for gamers and communicate here differently. You know, I get that. So like, you know, okay. All right. I see that. All right. So is there any like, uh, how can I put this? Like, uh, so does it, oh, it could be a good thing, right? Like, you know, like you can have like this type of relationship could pull you through some dark times or something like that. But like, it's there's positive parasocial relationships, but it's more of it depends on where you're able to draw the. Because a lot of the a lot of the bigger issues with people who take into a negative manner are people who are fully emotionally invested mm-hmm. and they have this sense of entitlement because of their investment. So if like, I I've donated to this streamer every time they're streaming and they're not noticing me they're playing a game that I'm playing, they won't let me play with them. What's up with that, etc. Oof, oof. I've seen some of those meltdowns on Twitch yes. of people that like I have donated and they feel so entitled to like I demand in this stream and I demand in this, you know. You know like, right. So you know. So one of the groups of people I I follow a little bit on Patreon and and on YouTube are people do reaction videos to shows that I've seen or I like. And it's, it's kind of a fun way to watch them watch the things that you liked. And, and instead of having the person sitting next to you watching it and getting that, you know, what did you think about that? It was kind of funny. You get, you're getting that virtually. So it's, it's uh, for people who have interest in video and shows, maybe that not a lot of people like Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's nice to have that kind of, camaraderie as it were just by watching somebody else do that so the the funny part is when there's there's this one group i know that does this and they have life issues come up from time to time where you know somebody's getting married or we have school or something like that's going on because we're trying to go through college Mm -hmm. and they get their audience start telling them hey you were supposed to have this on friday your release your reaction is late where is it they start and they start demanding that they provide them content when they, you know, mm-hmm. and and they're like, hey, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't follow us. <laughs> this is the way it is. Uh, so it's it's kind of frustrating when your audience turns on you, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the other part of this this relationship is that you're giving something. You're not really having those in, interpersonal relationships, one on ones with these people, but they're <laughs> giving you a bunch of feedback and adulation, and they're making you feel good because they're validating what you're doing. And then one day if they turn on you, if you do something wrong or something they don't like, and they turn, that can be very damaging to a person yeah. um, because they're not just getting negative feelings from one person that they were having an interpersonal relationship, but they're getting from hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be very oppressive. Right. Yeah. And, and I see that. And there's a, another streamer friend of our Twitch page, um, the streamer KJ things. Um, she has, she's having technical issues right now and she can't stream this weekend, which is going against her schedule. And I wanted to, as a joke, post something about being upset. And then I realized something like, what if some people don't take this as a joke <laughs> and pile on? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know right. it's a joke. She'll probably know it's a joke, but how many people won't? Or, you know, where's the case scenario or other case scenario, people get mad at me like, what are you? Why are you so upset? I'm like, it's a joke. Take a joke. 
So, you know, like I've been like, you know, like offhandedly like want to joke about it, but just kind of be like, yeah, I'll just put these little things, but not do this pile. Like you're violating your schedule that you posted this post, you know, you know. You know, because we have like, even here, like in the, uh, um, you know, on the network, like people get upset sometimes, like with like with the show, like I was very upset with Hody for not, you know, streaming on like he streamed on Monday to so Sunday. I was completely upset. I don't care. It's Halloween. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you stream on Sundays. <laughs> Threw me off. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So the, the, so. One thing, like everyone really wants to hear, like this is the salacious one. It's like, all right, tell us about the darkness of it, like the dark. <laughs> like I, I was trying to like, like the light side, just to like have a little bit of sweetness, a little honey on it before you bring out the bitter barbs of the how this thing goes dark. All right. So, first off, Parasol's relationship is something that's been around for a long time. Of uh, since you know this. They really started becoming in a prominence and was even given the definition of what it is once that we had like the the um, the daytime the afternoon talk shows where the one host is talking mm-hmm. to the audience and everybody's love. So Parasol's relationships are basically just celebrity worship that happens. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the like the stuff like when the Selena situation, where yeah. the where the the singer was. Uh, there was a fan of hers that showed up and thought he that he thought that she, he was supporting her and she loved him because her music was about him and he showed up and killed her. But like, with Selena, yes. Anything for Selena, <laughs> uh, and that's kind of the biggest issue with a lot of parasocial relationships is that people right, don't not know to throw you off a lot. Not to throw you off too much. I think I am I misremembering that. I thought that was supposed to be like the, the president of her fan club did that. Am I misremembering this? Or is the movie it was, messing it up? It was it was the movie was wrong. It was somebody else who was a fan, but like the president of her fan club was there. Was a okay. terrible okay. person as long as way. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So like, yeah, I'm misremembering, and the movie is ter- uh, it's messing me up. <laughs> but. The biggest issue is that a lot of these people that go overboard in parasocial relationships become what is colloquially known as a stan now. <laughs> Which, not, if you don't know, stan. Uh, what, why, is it, why is it named stan? The reason it's, there's got to be some stan, background there, right? The reason it's a stan is because of the Eminem song of, of the same name, stan. Because the he candy? was a... There was a song about the candy? <laughs> the two the two cute imps off of a hell of a oh, boss. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> of course it's the Stan comes of course comes from the Eminem song Stan about the fan who is super obsessed with him to the point where he wanted to be just like just like Eminem, so he like killed his own wife and himself hmm. because he took it to an extreme level because he felt he was entitled to his interaction back. That's that stance on with Dio and yeah, sit yep. there, cuts his hair and gets it all blonde, oh. just like that. Like, but the thing, the thing is, is in that song he's talking about. It's basically the letters that the guy's writing, where it's like, you know, why aren't you responding to me? We're, you know, you're supposed to be my friend and blah blah blah, and and that's the kind of thing you see. Like there was a song by um, Our Naked Ladies uh, back in the '90s, I think it was called. Uh, um, 
straw, I can't remember the name now, um, straw Hank or something like that. It was, it was basically about a farmer who had, um, fallen for this person, the celebrity of some sort. I don't know if it, you know, they don't mm-hmm. get into what, what it was. Uh, but he was writing letters saying, you know, I, I know that you love me. You sign your, you don't, you don't say I love you to all these other people. You always say it to me. Therefore, I know we're going to be together. So I'm coming to meet you and I'm bringing my guns with me. And, and it gets really dark in that song. And it's, it's not, it's a, something that's been an issue for, I mean, we can go back hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, this is something that people like, you know, Shakespeare and, Things like th- things that have been celebrities in their day always had to deal with, but now right. that social media is here and we have technology where we can have a lot more interactions that can be perceived as being two ways, but they're not. That's where the lines get blurry, and you have a lot more of this happening. Right, a lot like uh, now that that all celebrities can be verified on Twitter, so you know it's them then anything they say on Twitter, all their fans will be staring at it, looking for their next thing they're going to say and hold it. Every single word they have under a microscope, because if it's it's not something that they wanted them to do, then it's wrong. And they, they should figure themselves out because it's not how this works. Yeah. 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 Just like, yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to say like the over the, the overanalyzation of like also people's tweet like tweets or Instagram posts. Like the, I, I was just reading about this one, like, cause people are freaking out over a Chris Pratt, um, Instagram post about his wife, like, and they're over analyzing it to the point, like, this thing lost all context, all meaning, and the way you're trying to say it, you brought it to a pace where the photo doesn't leave context to where you brought it to, and the evidence of what the thing was going to go to. There's things that you could be wrong with Chris Pratt, okay? I get it. I get it. His Garfield's going to be trash. I get it, okay? All right. No one can stop top Bill Murray, okay? I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was a meme, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it's a meme. <laughs> no, it's a meme. I'm also upset that Stan's in the Webster, Webster's Dictionary, okay? Doing this research for the show. Why is Stan in the Dictionary? Okay? I understand why memes in the Dictionary. That makes sense, okay? But why Stan in the Dictionary? Because it's become so predominant now. That because it's a word that has a definition. Exactly. <laughs> And that's what a dictionary is for, is to have words that we agree upon having this specific definition so that we can all go, okay, we all agree on what this means. Uh, uh. So, so what? The Urban Dictionary is really just like the cooling the cooling saucer of words before it can elevate to the uh, actual Merriam-Webster's Dictionary? Yes. So, the, yeah, the Urban Dictionary is really a case, a, a place where you hear a, a, a word that you don't know the meaning of. Mm-hmm. It's not in the dictionary yet because it hasn't become as, as ingrained into the social uh, fabric yet. culture, but people are using it. Mm-hmm. So you want to know what it means so that you use it right or understand what this person is trying to convey when they say it. So you go mm-hmm. to the urban dictionary where somebody has put it up and said, Hey, this is kind of what we agree that this means. And now everybody can build off that. It becomes more and more ingrained. It mm-hmm. becomes an actual word. And there we go. Okay. Yeah, similarly, because like um, another big place where you see a lot of this this stan culture is um, with K-pop, with Korean pop music, and they 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 have a term for over obsessive fans uh, called sasen, which are sasen fans. They're the fans that they they perceive as 
obsessive and over emphasize on certain groups that they love. Mm. And the thing is that Sasang fans are scary. <laughs> They're scarier than a lot of things. Now, now, to be fair, there is a level of celebrity things that some people do in order to increase that belief and feelings in people. Mm-hmm. And K-pop is one of uh, is one of those that really heavily do this, where it's not just, hey, we're doing this music and people like it. It's they are in their marketing, they're uh, reaching out, they're doing things to manipulate the thought processes of people to get them to like them, to feel this strongly about them because that makes them money. The stronger mm. people feel about you, the more stuff you can sell them. So they're, they're pushing that to make money off the people and those people are then responding and then they're going, Hey, wait a minute. You know, we didn't, they're taking it too far as it were. Don't worry, we'll get we'll get to the the more extreme version of that in Japan here in a minute. Uh, but the the reason that like these the the Sasang fans are are perceived to be scary is because they have a tendency to. There's a lot more news in reporting about how far they're willing to go for their favorite band. Mm-hmm. So to bring down other bands. What, what do you mean, like, like, because like we have like boy bands and stuff like that here, you know, here in the so, West, you know, like, you know, but what do you mean by so I, I have several examples. Um, there is a there was a member named Yuno uh, of a band called TVXQ who uh, some Sasame fans broke <laughs> into their house okay. and put glue in his OJ and. <laughs> And then he proceeded to have to go to the hospital and vomit blood because the glue adhered to his throat. Because they didn't like him. Because it was, they were, that's a rival band that they, they like, that they don't like because it's not who they support. So, like, did this group have their own band or they were just like stands of this other one so, to the point it, that it's it's saucing fans of a different group so they were just yes it, it's it's like are you a beatles fan or are you a uh, rolling stones fan so it's kind of like that it's like if the rolling stones fans and the beatles fans started having gang fights in the street right exactly. oh no no it's more like if the beatles fans and the Rolling Stones fans decide that they're going to take it out on the members of the band. Mm, yo, it's true. Yeah, uh, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the monkeys fans in the corner eating paste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's if like, you like the monkeys, you don't need that's to go fine. down and open up this can of worms. Okay. <laughs> right. But uh, there's like there's there are plenty of there are things where they've that one of the band EXO they they had a tour in China when they were leaving they had. 20 different cars of fans mm-hmm. following them to the airport because they were, they wanted to follow that. They really cared about them, you know? And the, the, the kind of abuse is so mentally straining mm-hmm. that one, one of the people in the band uh, of EXO also basically stated that he has like a victim mentality so he's afraid to interact with a lot of fans because he's afraid what's going to happen to him. 
Oof. And that's not counting in the the attempted kidnapping, the the fans breaking into the houses, uh, fans sending letters that are like written in their own blood. You know, the usual stuff. Oof, oof. And th- and this is why I send all my fan mails through like Paul and make Paul re- producer Paul reads them all. This is this is why right here. You know. Yeah. It's, so it's a very scary environment that a lot of these performers are scared about and they have a lot they've been pulling back a lot of their interactions with fans like directly because of stuff like this mm. so this is why like you see, you'll see a lot of uh, like um uh, like american celebrities were like oh they've got these really cool like la beach houses but they're really just there for vacation and then they end up like living in like bfe inside the u.s somewhere away from everybody so if you're there and you, you can seem out you, you will just seem out of place and the thing about uh, the K-pop and the J-pop stuff is that it the bands aren't really the members of the band. The bands are a marketing company that put them together. They like there are K-pop bands where you reach a certain age, you're out. You know, so they have to keep renewing people, members of the band. So it's not, you know, they're the ones that are doing a lot of the pushing and the manipulation, not the actual artists themselves so right. what do you mean like they're not members of the band so, so it's not like a group of guys coming together making a band i have a perfect example for that we have a perfect example for that this actually transitions perfectly into the, the japanese idol culture okay in japan they have their agencies that like to make uh idol bands and what they end up doing is that they recruit different people in usually usually more women but there are some young men idol band they put them together and they create how they look how they sound how they're how they're meant to be perceived by the fans and they're put through constant singing and dancing and modeling training so that way they're good enough to to be a part of this idol group but the talent agency has all rights to that. And their whole purpose to put these bands together is to make idol groups that are profitable, that, that purposely profit off of parasocial relationships, parasocial relationships with fans. What? And <laughs> yes. And Marnold is right that there is a point where they graduate, meaning that they get too old for the band which is usually, for women, about 25. And for men, it's the 30s or 40s, because you know how that is. Uh, but yeah, once, once, a, once a performer gets too old, they get graduated out, and they bring in one of their junior idols to fill that spot, which junior idols can start training as idols from, from the age of three. So, the, so these agencies have... Like they go out and find people, put them into their little camps, train them, indoctrinate them, mind wash them a little bit, uh, and teach them these skills and what they want. This how you do this. This is how you dance this way. This is how you sing this way, and and they go through those ranks so that when a position opens up or they decide to start a new band, they have a cadre of people to do that with. 
Yeah. So they have. So the- think think about because you we mentioned uh, touched on just briefly. We touched on the monkeys before. The monkeys were kind of put together the same way. There was a, it was a uh, decision to make a band that would be for a TV show that would be you know fun for the kids and they could sell advertising, right? But the band got together and then rebelled against that fairly quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it wasn't quite as polished or designed to be specifically like we're seeing now with the K-pop and the J Idol stuff. So it's also important to, to realize that for the Idol stuff, it uh, the Idol culture in Japan is a billion dollar. Like billion, like yen billion or billion, you or uh, no dollars, like dollars. Who's dollars? My, Not yen. <laughs> um, one billion USD a year industry as of twenty nineteen. Whoa! Are they kind of producing right, like quality? To, I also heard to mention that Is they it, control their personal lives too, because idols have to be considered pure, so they can't be in any relationships. They can't drink or smoke or do anything. They completely control how they're perceived by the public. So, hold on. Yeah, we started good. down this path. We did start down this path in the seventies and eighties with some <laughs> younger girls who were like, you know, put out there like a Tiffany's and things like that, where they mm-hmm. were trying to do this kind of same thing. Mm-hmm. But American culture somehow didn't grab onto it quite that way. We have a little bit of it here, but it's not nearly at this level. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just more a case of the, the the people they're doing this with are musicians and artists. And in our culture, artists are much more notoriously, screw you, I'm doing my own thing. You can't tell me what to do. Very rebellious, right? Yeah. The, I, these people are being groomed since three or, you know, or a little, maybe a little older, but they're mm-hmm. being groomed to be this right mm-hmm. so they don't question it or mm-hmm. the authority as much yeah well like some of our artists do like uh because like a uh, rage uh against the machine has turned in rage for the machine um f you i will do what you tell me that's just age yeah, oh, that's what age yeah yeah all right, I want to talk about this about, billion. No, no, no. Uh, We're going to talk about this billion. Where does this billion come from? Is this song sales? I, I oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I got you. It's just, I got you. I got you. This is records. So, it's just, so like, the music before, we get to the, the, before we get to the fan contribution, which is a big thing, uh, right. idols are basically used for everything in Japan. So, like, they, they use commercials. They're most of the advertising for around Japan is idols. They they put them on TV dramas. They ho- they're hosts on like variety shows, um, to the point where in Japan, uh, since 2010, they've had at least 40 different anime series based on idols. To the point where voice actresses have become idols from voicing characters in anime. Nani the, the <laughs> hold on, but what? So they make. People, the idol, the big idol, idol factory. So the idol factory. Sorry, I yes. my brain broke here a little bit. Hold on, the idol yes. factory. Okay, so they got the idol factory, and they pump mm-hmm. out these people to just do whatever they need to. Like, we need you to act. Go act. We need you to sing. We need you to do this. Yes, you're dancing in this background of this thing. So, so. Yes. So this and is just, oh, yeah. this is so much, so much. Someone looked at the monkeys, and and then Disney. 
and said, I bet we could do this better. Or, or just, <laughs> this is just insane. Yes. All right. And, but that, that's, that's just one half they, of the aspect of the money they And they, and they did it. Right. And they did it better because they were willing to really dive into the manipulation of the fan base yes. and that marketing aspect and, and making it part of the culture so in so much that people don't even see how this is a problem. The other half of that, that billion that comes in is based on their fans. And usually um, if you've known about mobile games or anything, they talk about that. They have this thing called whales where okay. the, which a small number of people spend a ton of money to keep a game going. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of what they have in Japan. But they're called Watto, which are which are very passionate fans who will show up to every show and every event. They have their own, they even create their own dances to connect with their idols. And their whole thing is that they the idols get get paid more with they have more fans because Watto fans are willing to just buy all the merch and, and products they endorse from their favorite their bias or their favorite member of the idol group uh, to the point where they're able that there has been many times where men have quit their jobs, dumped their entire life savings just to support one idol. And the most interaction they get is potential meet and greets where they can shake their hands for like five seconds. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to do a meet and greet uh, this Friday, uh, $5 and shake. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. It's so I'm good. it's so ridiculous that there's one company in Japan that will give you paid time off if you're bias graduates. So um, if your favorite if for, your favorite member of your favorite idol group, you can take bereavement leave when they graduate. What? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. Hey, uh, uh, when you say like goofy stuff like that, can you make sure you warn the audience to make sure they're if they're listening in, in, in the car, hands on ten and two, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no, I can't come to work today. Mm, this person that I watch in all of these TV shows, movies is graduating, so I can't make it. Just can't today. Yeah, just the, can't. The, they just go, hey, uh, this is my this is my favorite idol's graduation. I got to go. I, I can't be there today. And since these idol groups are made to have parasocial relationships with their fans, the fans get even more uh, negatively affected or hurt if their idol or their bias breaks what their set character is supposed to be. Mm. So if your character is the sweet member of the band and you're not sweet all the time, they get upset at you. Oof. Oof. And then the the more dark shit happens. Oof, oof. All right, so all right, all right, all right. All right. Like personal story, personal story time. Off tangent, little off tangent. All right, so Power Rangers, <laughs> <laughs> the American SPD. Okay, which is the best yeah. Power Rangers series. I don't care what anyone says. If you think of something else, that's cool. Enjoy what you like, but you're still wrong. So the American Power Rangers SPD series. It kind of broke me at Force Con when you find out, right? Like that Sky is really is the the <laughs> trickster of the group. He played all the tricks, but in the show, he was the stay. <laughs> this is like it's just like 
huh, these shows are more goofy. You know, it was, it was like this just it kind of broke me a little bit. I was like, oh, man, I can't believe that's a tr-, you know because you, there's always like yeah you know, usually there's somebody like playing tricks on this on this uh, on sets like even in Supernatural everyone like there's famous scenes of like D everyone talks about the Jensen and Eccles uh, playing pranks on people on the set and, and warning people like hey be careful they're gonna play pranks on you you know yeah, now so. now imagine now imagine that same Power Rangers thing you were talking about uh-huh. and that same actor uh, uh-huh. from the moment he's on that show until basically. Uh, he dies. He has to act like that. He has to act like the character he was playing in Power. Oof, oof, I don't think he could do that. Oops. Yeah, because betrayed Watto fans are are just as scary as K-pop fans. Mm. Mm. Um, I've already told you guys about this once before. Uh, a Watto found an idol by looking at a picture they posted and used the reflection in their eyes. To find their location. Okay, so I remember hearing that story. That was nuts. <laughs> Amazing worth of detective work. Waste of talent. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it was just there are there are people out there that are gone missing that literally that that, that talent is going to be used for or just finding bounties. Okay, that you could be making millions off of if you've got the skill for this, and you use it for that. <laughs> oh, come on. And the worst part is because of how how the culture is viewed. Anybody who kind of talks out of turn of what's supposed to be there uh, mm-hmm. gets blackballed. So there's there was an idol uh, whose name was Maho Yamaguchi, whose house was broken into and she was assaulted because of, uh, she she acted like a way a fan didn't want him to, and then she basically has been blackballed and silenced by the idol industry. Because that's not what her character would do. Because she talked since she was talking about it, that could that shows that there's possible harm in the idol in the idol industry. So why talk about it? Okay, all right, all right. Just just like in the American culture, when when nobody wanted to talk about some of the things that the producers were doing to the. Uh, you know, casting couches and the the sexual assault that was happening to to male actors and things like that. That was mm-hmm. all kept underground because nobody wanted that to come out because it would it would impact their money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that even ha- also happens as of recently in Japan. One there is a current situation where a agency got sued because one of their junior idols. Um, was under so much pressure that she committed suicide because the, because they, since she was considered a lower rank idol member, since she was a junior idol member, um, the people in charge were just harassing her and using their power to manipulate, intimidate and just, and negatively affect her mind state to the point where she couldn't be there anymore. Yeah, take take uh, an example. Um, take what happened to Brittany and yeah. her trying to grow up and being so much under the public eye and everybody trying to handle her and, and manipulate her surroundings. So she kind of went crazy a little bit. She had emotional breakdowns. She had mm-hmm. a lot of issues. Multiply that by like 20 and you're starting to get what's going on in the J-pop and K-pop yes. scene. Yeah. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. There's even there's one story where there's a uh, there's an idol named Mayu Tom- Tomito who was stabbed 27 times by somebody who broke into her house. She lived. Okay, that's good. But good. she was stabbed 27 times by a fan that didn't like how her personality. But, but it's a fan. Of the group, but they didn't like her. She wasn't their bias. She wasn't their favorite. She And she did something that they didn't like, so they stabbed her 27 <laughs> times. Then why would anyone want to do any of this? Why, why would anyone want to be an idol? Then? Because it's a $1 billion industry, and if you start at fucking three, and, you don't and know the other that. Thing too is, is the idols are getting so much adulation from the fans that there's a love of it. Recent, So there's a new documentary coming out from um, uh, Paul McCartney about you know his life and the Beatles and everything else. And in there, he's talking about how when they started... You know, and they had all the girls after them. They're like, yeah, we cultivated that we wanted that we were, you know, sexy guys and we're trying to be pretty and everything because we loved the adulation. And they're like, after a couple years, we didn't really want that anymore. But it was kind of you couldn't just turn it off. Mm-hmm. So then they had to kind of try to get away from it. Right. Um, so that's kind of what you see. You see that there's there's an emotional lift that you get from people screaming and loving you and, and being agilous of you and, and you being popular that they go along with all this stuff until the bad stuff starts creeping in. Then they try to break out of it and they can't because they're locked in because it's so much of the culture there. So it's ingrained into the culture much more than it is here. Here we would, you know, see somebody acting like that. We would tell them, no, that's wrong. You don't do that. We don't, we don't do the, you know, day off work because of, you know, your guy retiring thing. It's that doesn't happen. Right. And the closest we get to that, I think is maybe uh, wrestling fans. I don't know. <laughs> you might think of it that way. Um, well, I but still mu- musicians are the same way. I mean, we do that with musicians and with, with uh, actors here, but not nearly to that level. And it's not nearly as accepted in the culture to go that far down that path. So you didn't take the day off when you found out Metallica cut their hair. Metallica. My, I, if Metallica were to start playing country music, I wouldn't care. I don't care. The other thing is, is that no you know, since since idols are everywhere in Japan, um, it's kind of the same thing as what for a lot of our younger youth see like influencers are. Because okay. influencers are everywhere. They're making a ton of money. All they have to do is. Is do this and do this, and then I could I could do that. I could dance. I could sing. I don't I don't mind. Yeah, I get paid tons of money, and then at twenty five, I get to to graduate and not have to do it anymore. But are you willing to put in the the ten years of misery beforehand? Hmm. And it's not all misery. It starts off pretty cool. I think it's like seven years of misery. Like you get the first three years of this is great, and then uh, this isn't so great. Well, it, it it depends the alternative. on. It depends on what at what point you start. Because if you start as a junior yeah. idol, that's misery because you don't have any power, and they they and they're teaching you how to do this, and mm-hmm. you have no influence on anything. But if you become a part of a main group and you become the center, mm-hmm. which is the one that everybody likes, then then you're having that great time. Even in yeah, idol but, groups, they're like not all of them are happy. 
Mm. But look at but the, look at what happens at that age. Though. You're going to go to school, whether or not you go to one of their schools or to regular school. So you're being forced to do something that you probably don't want to do. Mm. So why not do the thing that's going to get you the popularity? And the alternative is, oh, and I have to get a regular job and work until I'm 60, you know, 70 and never have any fun and never get any popularity and hardly make a tenth of the money that I would pop, be making for 10 years as an idol. Hmm. So it, it to them, they make the calculation that it's worth it. Right. I want to roll back. Well, their parents do. I want to roll, oh, yeah. roll back a little bit. I want to circle back. Let's circle back on something. You mentioned these ranking things. Like, like is it just senior, junior, or is it like, oh, you're number one, number two, number three rankings? So you know, like these ranking there's, things. There's two different sets of rankings. There's in the, if you're actually in the idol group, okay. there is ranking, there's popularity rankings of the members of the group. And if you're the most popular, you, you're considered the center or they put you in the middle. So you're the spotlight. Mm. So the idol, so the, and then as the popularity goes further and further down, you get pushed to the back. So you're like, you're there, but you're in the back row. So nobody cares. Mm. And then once in the actual agency system, there are full idols and then there's the junior idol. And the junior idols are the ones who are trying to learn so they can join the the join the full idol group. Mm-hmm. But if they're but they don't get treated like full idols yet. Mm. So the so the agency has way more control and pressure on those younger ones because they just, they they're lower on the totem, but we don't care about you. You don't have fans yet. We don't care. Hmm. Yeah, I know you're tired from trying that trying to doing that same dance routine for the past twelve hours. So what? I don't care. Oof! <laughs> you're making it hard to enjoy some of my uh, <laughs> things. I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, go go back and listen to some of the interviews. Uh, Later in life, of uh, somebody like Shirley Temple, and what they went through for the, you know, the our gang people, uh, and the the conditions they worked under when they were kids, it wasn't it wasn't all sunshine and roses back in the day. We <laughs> put a lot of laws in place specifically because of how these people were treated when they were younger. Yeah, because it did like it's supposedly like gotten like slightly better. Like um, you can listen to uh, like uh, Jody Sweet's uh, podcast. Uh, she was not pop. She does. I don't know if she has podcast, but Jody Sweet uh, uh, was St- was her name on Full House was Stephanie the middle child. I, I'm a middle child, so I like to I like to when she was on uh, Steve O's uh, um, what uh, uh, Steve O who lives in a van now blew his money now lives in a van. Who uh, <laughs> saw that coming? <laughs> Whatever he was a fan, it's all medical. Probably all medical bills. Probably nothing like a little bit of drugs. All medical bills <laughs> and future oh, no. medical bills. Steve is clean now. By the way, just like I said it's all medical bills now. <laughs> fixing, yeah, yeah. yeah, fixing the years because he yeah. looks super old now. And it's like, wow, that's anti. Man, sh- does he got lotion? What lotion is he using? <laughs> he needs more lotion. <laughs> but anyways. Um, that's where I got Sivo. Sivo's pretty cool. Stupid cool guy. He, you know, and he's gone through a freaking a lot. Anyways, um, jo- he had Jody Sweet on his podcast. They were talking about like, you know, like growing up, like when they, when they started full, ha- well, she did full house. 
she was sitting there reading like the script and stuff for like three, five years old, you know, they're like super young and they allowed her to like go to like the school she wanted to go to. It's the, the on cast school, you know, and it was just like this, that seemed okay. You know, it's like, I feel more comfortable hearing that type of story. That thing, that, <laughs> that makes me go like, oof, oof, I'm going to do more research of what I listened to. What, there. what, 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 you, you, you don't, you don't want, you don't want Gunther to, to go and, have to learn a dance routine every day for the next six months, uh, 12 hours a day. Like uh, pageant moms do with their kids and get them, mm-hmm. you know, dance lessons and how to be a, how to be a pageant specialty and go on. And yeah, that doesn't happen here. Yeah. Totally oh, yeah. Well, if you guys want to know, uh, Gunther is very rebellious. Uh, the one thing that I don't care, like her act or activity that I just kind of do because she, like her friend is doing it and I kind of pay for it to do, you know, she freaking loves. I don't care about it. I'm not, I don't really push her to this thing. I don't care about this activity, but she freaking loves this. It's just a little like gymnastics thing that she's into. This is like, like, you know, like the junior gymnastics, cause, you know, she's going to be way too tall to be like a gymnast. <laughs> she's already taller than most. Um, but she has fun in it. She loves it. She loves it. Swimming class. Try to get it to do swimming. No. <laughs> She refused. And this is the one thing I want her to be able to do. You know, like, you need to learn to swim. One, you know, this will save your freaking life one day, you know? You know, or you may save someone else's life to learn how to swim. She don't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't. And I just, and I'm frustrated and proud at the exact same time. (laughs) Like, I'm so proud of you for for rebelling against what I want you to do. You will do the thing, though. (laughs) You will do it, though. No, I'm so proud of you. Do it, though. This isn't going to stop. <laughs> and I did tell her, like, hey, once you learn, hey, we can stop, but first you got to learn. <laughs> once you get it, you tread water, go to the side of the pool, you can be an okay swimmer. You don't have to be a strong swimmer. You know if you go into, like, too rough, you know you have to be a strong swimmer. You understand the difference. You know? Which is like my wife. I try to tell her, like, uh, there's a difference between swimming in the pool and swimming in the ocean. You know, even like I brought her in Lake Michigan, like, okay, this, uh, this current gets kind of strong. He's like, yeah, there's a big difference between swimming in a big body of water versus a pool. The pool really doesn't have currents. It's not pulling you, you know, <laughs> you know, it's kind of stagnant out there. Like that thing will, you know, it'll grab you and just take you along. So you start floating and next thing you know, you know, you can be down the other side of the beach, you know, but teacher had to swim like they did to me in the Navy. How did, how did they, they teach you, Brad? Right home. Um, get you in this huge swimming pool and get you in line and say, okay, push you off this platform and say, okay, let's uh, see how long you go. No, no, I'm being a little facetious. But I mean, when I was a kid, I, I, I doubt it. Five or six, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, enough to, to kind of tread water and whatever. But I know some people who are like, let's just take them and pop them in the, in the water and see how they do. And then we know where we need to go from there. Well, I wanted to go earlier, like last year at this time, but <clears throat> the beer disease happened. And uh, so it delayed everything. You know, I wanted to get her in early, you know, because I seen all this stuff. But and then it's really then it became really, really hard because like the one out the because there's some like places you can teach them like to, to learn how to swim. But I wanted to go to the school that's close because it's like five minutes down the road from my house. <laughs> I can easily get there. 
versus like go to the Y. Yeah, the Y is cool. That's 25 minutes down the road. Well, five minutes down the road. That was always booked. So I found one, which started like, you know, like uh, on Saturday morning, which worked out great. You know, I kicked them out of the house and, you know, they go swimming. But, you know, all right. So, so sorry for the detour of my personal life. <laughs> that's fine. We'll, we'll jump from this this nice, wholesome story and um, we'll, we'll bring it back to, to the well, U.S. and stuff around us. Okay. Well, like, and, if that's the case, then uh, uh, we technically need to stop for like a small break, technically. Okay. You know, so, you know, uh, this is when the, uh, the, so insert break, break here. So I don't have the control of the, the big O's, you know, broadcasting thing that think and insert these things, but I do have control of Twitch and I can set a break there. And so it actually like will give like a, like a small little ad break and give us a break and actually get a break period in the audio. So I'm going to do the small one here real quick. Yeah, which you know technically seems to like pre-roll as we could talk because like the people if you're subbed to the channel the Twitch channel you're actually are uh, viewing us talk here in real time without having to see the pre-roll ad. So congratulations on subbing. <laughs> oh, yeah! Don't you like idol culture, Harry? Don't you like it? Don't you love it? It's a, it's it's different. <laughs> Hi everybody! Welcome back from the break. Uh, for those who did subscribe to and watching us on Twitch, we did talk a little bit um, over that, so it was, we had we had we had fun there. Um, so I want to bring it back to more things that are more going to affect us and possibly a lot of people in the future right now. So we're going to bring it back to uh, the U.S. and like the influencer culture, okay? Because even though we don't want to like admit it, but there's like of research done in 2019 that 72% of of people b- between 13 and 38 mm-hmm. follow influencers. Okay. And and like half of the children in that thing would gladly become them if they have if they're given the opportunity. Can you define what an influencer is? Yeah, like a like a like a Twitch streamer, a YouTuber, somebody who uh, can do advertisements on like Instagram and TikTok and all those fun things. People that have technically have influence on other people around them. I can't believe people would do that. You know, people would sell out to the corp, sell out to corporations. I'm I'm under yeah. such spotlight. That's why I have to use my Looms de- uh, deodorant you know, to keep <laughs> me good. You know, but who would do that? Oh my god! Who, who would want to you know just make themselves public and what their thoughts and views are just right. uh, to people like that? Just, just for people to, to like them. I mean, that's that seems kind of kind of out there. Because the, the big thing is, is that the the influencer market is now the modern day celebrity for a lot of people. And the, even though they're still the big movie star celebrities, a lot of people don't really gravitate to them as much as they used to. Now it's more about, well, this is the person I follow on Instagram, and this is the person I enjoy on on YouTube, and etc. Well, th- the thing is, is we have we have the technology has changed things up, right? So it used to be you got your news from one or two sources, you got your uh, entertainment from a couple different sources. It wasn't so spread out as it is now. So now uh, there's a lot more entertainment choices. There's a lot more people who are celebrities, as it were. Uh, but there's very there's fewer huge celebrities like there used to be because of that, because of the uh, dilution 
of where we're getting our entertainment from. Right. And because of that, there's a lot of nor like, would you consider like normal or everyday people being celebrities? Now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that when people's, I kid, yeah. I, I can get into, uh, you know, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth here. Um, <laughs> the thought of like me becoming a, a you know, a popular musician or an actor or something like that. It was like, wouldn't even know where to get started. You'd have to be, you'd have to move to New York or LA. You'd have to try to get discovered. You'd have to work and fight in order to get there. And so few people ever, ever made it that way. So it's like, it, there's no real chance. But if I had had the tools that people have today to, to get their voice out and to, and to become popular like that, just by sitting at home and doing the thing like we're doing right here. Mm-hmm. If I could have done this when I was, 16 17 years old when i mm-hmm. actually looked good <laughs> you know i did i wasn't such a horror to look at as it were um i i think there could have been a much different trajectory for me and for a lot of people because we didn't have the opportunity now like you said 54 percent of the people are like yeah i want to do that and it's because it's not as much of an investment it's not that hard you just go do it Right. Well, Reinhold, and I'm not going to let you bully your parents and just let you get away with that. No, no, no. If everyone can see Reinhold in, in the camera, he looks really good. You know, he's got that that classic, you know, like mature men's beard going on. It looks nice. Okay. All right. All right. Nice, long, flowing hair. He could easily get a shampoo commercial with his hair. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's see. See, Reinhold, that's the other thing is that, like, now at this point, you don't even have to have the physical appearance to make it happen. There's people like Corpse Husband who doesn't show his face and who kind of has like a, who has a very low, deep voice. Hmm? And then, and then there's a, there's, there's a, and then there's, called Lesbian Nerdy. She has an avatar that yes. she uses as an avatar of what I pretty much think she probably looks like, but she's never done a face reveal. And, yeah. She lives in Korea. She does, mm-hmm. you know, she does this Wheel of Time stuff. Yeah. And she's hilarious. And I need to find out where she's got her avatar software from because it's top notch. It's better than anything I've seen from like Face Rig or any of these others. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a great way to go about it doing that way mm-hmm. um, to kind of hide your face. But mm-hmm. the VTuber market. The yes. reality is when, when things are now so inundated with so many people involved into it you they're ex, the audiences are expecting to see your face and and so they can become connected to you easier through that mechanism right hmm. um it, so there's, there's a give and take there yeah it, de- it depends on what it is like like we talk about like we'll go to that point to talk about like vtubers because vtubers their their whole thing is that is their character and even even if there's person behind it, it's a lot of their character is what they still bring out. And right. yeah, it's, it's how much how much so you can't be boring. You know, right. Like like, you know, maybe myself. You can't you have to actually be entertaining and put on a show and be, you know, something that people want to go see. And uh that that's it it's either that or you rely upon your your looks and if you have both of those things, you know, you've got a much easier road to hoe than if you don't, but that's just the reality of, of life as it were. So, right. You have your personality, you have your, your personality, your looks or your talent. Hmm. 
because there's a bunch of people that that are on like Twitch that are, that only are followed because they're massive in this this particular game because they're really good at it, or this makeup artist is really great at doing um, Halloween or horror makeup. So everybody follows this person because they're so good at this. Shout out to Kami. Oh, sorry. <laughs> good old Kami. Bane, yeah, like, Bane of Paladins, but awesome. <laughs> Uh, he's kind of trying to get away from Paladins now. So. I, I can understand it. I've, I've gotten away he, from Paladins. He's going through some stuff. He's having some fun. But that's, you know, I do enjoy Kami and I do follow him a little bit. So Yeah. And I will say that, that not all these communities are, like, following streamers and having a, a, some sort of parasocial relationship doesn't always turn into awful. It doesn't always bloom into terrible things. There have been plenty of times where since this is some of the stuff I watch. Like there is a VTuber named Watson who did, who decided that she was going to do a 12 hour stream mm-hmm. to donate, to donate to charity. And once you hit, she was planning on adding like more, like do more things when she mm-hmm. hits like a certain point. And then by the first hour, she hit the million that she wants for charity. Um, another one, um, iron mouse. She, mm-hmm. she, um, in her personal life, some of the stuff she's, she's revealed is that she has, uh, some really bad medical issues. Um, and she was starting to stream, but she was going to need donations so that way she can get a, a new desk so that way she's not in her bed. And she has a way to get out of her bed and get to the desk and do that. It's cause, because that's the only way that she feels like a person is doing these streams. Because she can't interact with humans because of her, um, uh, her immune system. Yeah. And before she was even done explaining, she had hit her goal. Oh, wow. And uh, Iron Mouse is a VTuber, right? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure but there's about the same plenty of those kind of things of like good that happen within these communities that that can come from the, the that kind of connection with the people they're watching. And and I think with especially with like the Twitch and YouTube communities like that, you see a lot more of that. Then you do see the negatives. I mean, you see the negative stuff in some of these chats, but most of the times the streamer gets rid of it quick. You know, the person gets banned, you know, anybody who's causing trouble are out. But uh, there's a lot of positive stuff happening in in all the streams that I usually go through. Um, And and if it's not being positive, then I won't be in that stream. So that's part of it. So that's that's what a lot of these people get popular. Now, there are some popular streamers who are popular because they're a-holes. Yes. Right. We will, not, we will not name names, but I know exactly who you are. I know. And it's just like, why are you people watching this guy? He's such an such an asshole. And then people are just like, that's he's funny. You know, he's he's ribbit on everybody. And it's just like, yeah, but he's not he's not really funny. Right. You know, what's wrong with you people that you like this? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the thought process I have. But yeah, because like But I see this all the time where you're you're in there and somebody's having a bad day, and then other people will come in and tell the streamer, hey, you know. You know, I'm going through a whole bunch of stuff, but coming here and being in this community and and listening to you and having fun with everybody else in the chat has made me feel better. It has helped me in some way um, through a deg- negative or a dark space. So a lot of that happens that you don't just don't hear about because mostly because it's kind of common, but also because it's, there's no sensation sensationalism to it. You'll hear right. about the bad stuff, the doxing and everything else. You'll hear about that stuff, but you'll hear about all of the positives that happen. 
Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But okay, another great example is uh, Jacksepticeye. He's doing a thing that's the the first two weeks of December. He's doing a thing called Thanksmas, where anybody who's streaming, you can apply to be a part of it, and it all goes to to our to a charity to help build houses for people who need them. Oh, nice. And, and it, it's open to anybody who wants to stream. They just have to sign up, and then it all goes to that fund. And isn't Extra Life next week? I think so. Yeah, yeah, next week, Extra Life is a thing where oh. all the Twitch, Twitch, Twitch streamers get together, and they're all doing things for um, for children's uh, mm-hmm. also, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, it is, I mean, yeah. I, I watch Co Carnage a lot, so I mean Co, um, not so much lately, but you know I used to watch him a lot, and then he's always doing that where he he starts off and says we're going to do this charity, we're going to try to get this much money in extra life, and he hits it almost immediately. He's like, okay, let's stretch that goal, and he'll do another mm-hmm. one, and he'll just keep hitting those over and over and over again because he'll go on a twelve hour stream, and just do it. <laughs> yeah, because even though there's a lot of bad, and the bad gets publicized a lot more, and it's a lot harder to ignore the bad there's tons and tons of good mm-hmm. and yes i am going to probably talk about more bad after this because there's still more stuff i want to talk about but <laughs> there's lots of good that happens in in these communities because do you have that connection with the person that you're dealing with? all right <laughs> but the other issue is that a lot of people but the, the neg- going back to the, the negative part of it, like Correct, the negative yeah. aspects of being a streamer and all that stuff is stuff like doxing, yeah. which doxing. He, he touched on, which is extra scary for somebody like like a VTuber who doesn't show their face. Correct. Who's doing things or corpse husband who wants to keep their their identities private. So that Correct. way, because they want to live like a separate life from whatever's Correct. happening. Yeah. And a lot um, of the swatting. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is if you don't know what swatting is, it's in. If somebody if somebody's watching a streamer and they're upset about how good they are or, or they don't like them, they will call in a bomb threat mm-hmm. to their house and SWAT will show up in the middle of their stream and kick down their door. Right. And 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 a lot of people see this as like this harmless, but this is not. People have died from swatting, swatting attempts. And that's why like anytime like a lot of streamers so like that come up and they like do these things, like I I try to warn them, like, hey, find out who your local police department. Tell them who you are, tell them what you do. Because if a lot of them especially have becoming well aware of this, things are happening around the country. Because the one, not only does this protect you, but also protects the of uh, the police department because, you know, like a lot of people you know, own guns to defend themselves. And if the police are going there rushing it because they think they're going in there to defend somebody, to protect somebody, and all you're hearing because you got your headset on is someone kicked your door down, you could end up returning fire. You get hurt. They get hurt. All bad situations. So just tell them, like, hey, I'm blank streamer. This is my page. I do this. You know, if something happens, if someone calls into something like this, come on, I'm just doing this. It could be something like that. Most police departments are fine. Non-emergency line, walk to your police department and just kind of explain it to them. It's very simple. It it's kind of scary at first. You you do you you'll see one per- when you when you bring it up, you'll get that one person like I don't know why you're here. This sounds goofy, and then someone eventually will pick their head up and go, I know who I know what you're talking about. Let me get your information. You know. It's it is scary at first, but it, there will be someone, especially like um, I think I, I did it for the um, the police department. Uh, I did it for Lawrence Police Department. They knew exactly like okay. It took like I said like when I walked in there, one person looked at me like I was a goofy person, and then someone was like no 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 no. 
here let's talk yeah 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 so yeah. yeah if you want to prank a streamer like that send them a pineapple pizza or something no no don't send anything to other people's houses don't do that no it's bad yeah there's no I mean, re- there, like- there are, there are streamers who have actually set up where you can tip people by sending them sending food to you correct yeah it's yeah, set up so that they don't know where you live it's, it's yeah, done right. through yeah. the system that so stuff is fine yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah. silly yeah. That's but fun. if you found out someone's address online by doing other methods right don't send things to people's houses like that okay don't right. do that that bad not gonna think it's cute now if they have a p.o box that's public and go ahead and send mm-hmm. things like that you know you know i always thought about getting a p.o box where people could send things and to that, me and but, that's why most know. streamers do a p.o box instead of a. Yeah, you know, here's my address. Send stuff to me. Also, if you're setting up a PO box, personal preference. If you ever want to stream or set up a PO box like this, don't do it in your town. If you got a small, especially if you have a small town, don't do it in your small town. Don't do it in your city. Do it somewhere that you're acceptable, where you can drive through. That's away from you, okay? Because you're putting this address of where you have to go to go pick this thing up. People will follow you. People will watch this thing. People are. People, if we've done nothing for the last hour, I'll just tell you that there are people out there, <laughs> right? Or, or you know, or a little silly. Okay, people get silly and squirrely. Okay, all right. We're not talking about fun squirrely, squirrely Dan. Differently squirrely. Sassang fans. Yeah, Sassang fans. When you set that PO box, make sure it's put it in a secure area. Somewhere that's away from you, you know. Don't poop where you live, okay? This type of thing, you know. You know just because, like, oh, this PO box is right here. It's really easy to get to. Heck, no! I'm gonna go to the PO box that's over here in this major city. That that's far away from me. Good luck, you know. You know, you know what they need to do, and this is something I'm just thinking. I just thought of somebody needs to set up a service like a UPS or something like that, where they can set up a PO box mm-hmm. and people deliver to that PO box, and then that P that they take that and then mail it to your address or something. Mm-hmm. I was literally thinking this. Like a reverse proxy really PO cool box, kind of like a sort of. like a cloud flare of a PO boxes. Yeah, yeah, basically, so it bounces around before it gets to you. <laughs> All right, well, be fair. Bu- business idea out there for the reverse pro- router of, <laughs> of the younger router. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> okay, sorry. The. The other big thing that needs to really be touched on is the combination of the fact that these people are normal people and or everyday people, not normal people, and that we don't really know who they are behind. Them. So there was a big issue that happened in the fighting game community um, because of people showing up to events, young women showing up mm-hmm. to events, thinking that they know who the streamer is and um, terrible things happen involving the P word. Oh, no. Oof. And the R word. Because there's no way of knowing exactly who that, who these people really are. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of these people, some of these people, especially like professional gamers and stuff like that are not very old their their whole life has been playing video games so they don't they're don't really have a lot of social experience right i can give a great i can give an an actual example of that where i will uh, okay with naming names okay um there is a group of people who make um online content and have for a long time called rooster teeth 
And if you've heard of uh, Red versus Blue, mm-hmm. you know, which is one of the first um, internet shows and things like that, it was done with Mishima. Um, they got real popular. So they, they do a lot of other things now. They do uh, Ruby and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, they have a, a thing where they play uh, live video games. Uh, Achievement Hunter is the name of the group. Yeah. And one of the people in Achievement Hunter, um, he was married, had three kids, I think. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. three, two or three. And um, his name was Ryan. And uh, a lot of people liked him. I mean, I liked watching his content. He was very funny. And he kind of had a persona of being the crazy guy, the guy who was, would, you know, kill you without thinking about it, thinking about it. But it was always like a persona type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came to light that he was actually going to convent these conventions um, that they were doing and grooming fans, young female fans who were underage um, to go back to his, his hotel room and he would have sex with them. Right. And then, so this came out and the initial person who talked about it, everybody started saying, no, you're lying. This is, can't be true, blah, blah, blah. And then more and more people came out and it became very obvious that this was happening. So he was immediately fired. Uh, everybody that he was working with, all the group, because they mm-hmm. were real close. They used to sit next to each other every day. They they knew each other. They went to each other's house. They were, they'd become friends. Right. were completely shocked and just devastated by it, right? And it just destroyed that whole community for the most part. And they're rebuilding and they're doing a good, you know, doing good work. And they've tried to eliminate all the videos that he was in from their mm-hmm. catalog, yeah. which hurts because he was in a lot of stuff. Um but they're trying to move on from it. But it's like how that one cancerous person, you know, hurting these other people and hurting his own family um, can, can really infect the communities like yeah. that. Um, as you were talking about, I gave me enough time to, to fully look up some of this stuff. So in the fighting game community, there's a big tournament called Evo evolution, okay. which is, which is basically like, the equivalent of the fighting game Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? That's where I call, they have the, all the big tournaments. They announce these big games. They have massive stages, and that's where they all they all play. So, the one of the co-founders, um, Evo was canceled last year because one of the co-founders was was it came out with a lot of uh, sexual misconduct and abuse issues with people that showed up to the evil events. Mm-hmm. And now, so they, it canceled an entire fighting game tournament that was, that it wasn't just one game, it was literally people's livelihoods that they've been working all year for across like 15 different games mm-hmm. like that because somebody decided that I'm going to be an awful human being. And, and wait a minute, like so, Evo. This is the one where, like, a lot of the like, like if you see like fighting game, like good clips and that crowds there. This is majority of them where yes. they come from. Yeah, yes, that like, like that best. is where that's the biggest stage of yeah. if you're looking at fighting game tournaments. Evo is where where it all goes down. That's where like the world champion of the game is. Yeah, t- is crowned. Yeah, yeah, w- yeah. When you want to know how trash you really are, uh, <laughs> right? You can go watch that. Go watch this. Yeah. Yeah, which, uh, but it's it's scary when you like you have to real 
the the issue is not knowing who's actually behind that personality. And some people who are willing to put all this time and effort into these parasocial relationships, Mm -hmm. they get taken advantage of because of what happened. Um, Mm. What was his name? So like, like, like like even like parents could could probably get like, he's trapped like, Oh yeah, this person seems so sweet and nice. Yeah. I'll drop, you know, I'll drop my kids off at the convention. I'll come back. You know? Yes, exactly. Um, There it is. There was a, a YouTuber who was arrested for because he used his his status to get um young underage girls to send him um pictures of themselves. Oof. Oof. Yeah, in um in not safe for work such situations. Oof. Oof. So it's one of those things of the person behind it is who you're putting your time and investment into mm-hmm. might not be fucking worth it right? <laughs> because they could end up being, you end up giving power to somebody who is manipulative and destructive and awful. And that's not even getting into the fan hate over random stuff. Like there was, there was a wrestler who ended up who had, who was on this, uh, reality show that's on Netflix called Terrence House, and oh, during man. one of the one of the things that happened, she had an interaction on the show mm-hmm. that the fans didn't like, mm-hmm. so they cyber bullied her to the point where she killed herself because they because this person ruined something that was so precious to her in the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. and because she had a negative interaction with that person, even though. It was something that was her prized possession that that person destroyed. Mm-hmm. The fans tore her down to the point where she couldn't, she wasn't willing to be. And it's that that blind mob mentality. A lot of things that happen. And there, and there's even events that happen that aren't even necessarily related to the fans pushing some of these people who get into like influencing have mental issues that they're avoiding mm-hmm. and some of those will flare up and become visible very, very ugly. Like there's a, um, you know, I watch, I watch people do reactions. Like I said before, there was a reactor um, who suddenly just stopped posting. And when people were like, what happened? And they went and found out he had gone into the woods and killed himself. Uh, another two reactors that I know both stopped doing any reactions and then posted publicly that they were going through a program because they were, you know, suicidal and they were trying to get help. And, you know, so they would say, we're not posting anymore. We're not doing any more reactions. We're just going to do, you know, this is just too important for me, for my mental health. And, you know, they occasionally would post like, you know, here's my new support dog, you know, because they would get an emotional support dog and it was kind of the, yeah, cliche, but they were doing that. It was helping them. Mm-hmm. But the, there's, you have to be careful when you're following an influencer or following a, a YouTuber or whatever that they're just people. They're going through shit too, just like you are. And you, I always try not to make sure to make sure I'm not putting any uh, inf, any undue pressure on them for any reason because that's you don't know what you're messing with. Correct. Sometimes with that, 
right. and, they Another, know, and they don't know with their fans what they might be messing with either because you don't know if somebody's just trying to be nice to you or if they're going down a path that you want to avoid right so you have to play that line yeah be very careful both yeah. sides of the sides of that screen another great example is um recently mm-hmm. uh pewdiepie t- talked about a video where he was in a very bad depressive state where he be- he ended up having he was abusing alcohol hmm. and it was either drinking or making youtube videos because those are his only two escapes that he had and when he stopped drinking he felt like it was it was like missing a friend because Ooh. of how 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 Jeez. addicted he was to it. Is this like like does this happen like because of the lockdowns or like does this happen like? No, it was he was talking about on. it. He did it like I think it was like 2019 or something. Okay, okay, All right. Oof. But he he was he was and he was going through it. He, he recently came out about it, hmm. and like there was a point where he stopped. He took a break from YouTube because YouTube is a job. Yeah. And people don't realize that that it is a job for a lot of yeah. people. And it's very stressful, and there's a lot of pressure on them, especially if you're doing like content every day, right? And it is like yeah. doing like this this content creation job. It it, it is very incredibly stressful. Uh, this is why, like, I applaud when like the solo creators take some time off. Like uh, Crowder, he takes July off. Is it July off that he takes off every every year? Um, here, our network, we're going to take we take off in January. You know, at the end of December, January. Like, so like if you guys don't see us for like that long, or it's just me gaming content, it's like. We do this break every year, all the time, because we all need to step away and take a break. You know, you know, I really didn't understand it at first as a listener, but when I got onto the show and started doing, like, oh god, I needed needed the break, needed the break. I was like, I need to do something else <laughs> real quick, and because the treadmill of YouTube or comment on Twitch, it, it is an incredibly like, it, like, all right, so like, like this this, this Twitch page, right? Like that we're streaming on right now. An amazing growth in this first year, right? Because I was streaming all the time. But the moment I stopped because I started working full time, it, it, it just plateaued, right? And it's really hard to get up there because I'm not streaming the same content all the time. I'm not on there all the time. I'm not cultivating the, the thing to get there. And it gets in your head like, will I ever do that? But you have to. It was more of a, I realized this thing, like, it made me want something out of the Twitch page more than I wanted. Like, I'm not trying to grow. I want to grow it just to get my word out there. But the main reason I stream games is because I want to show people the game. And I need the audience's help. I need your help to help me finish one-player games. Also, you know, there's no way in heck I can do a one-player game by myself. You know, I, I've seen me not do it. I've got a backlog of one-player game that I will not finish. And it was not for, you know, it wasn't for Twitch, you know. There's some two multiplayer games that, you know, wasn't some people in this room I wouldn't even finish, right? So. so. Resident I, Evil 6. I've, I haven't played Paladins in, since, the, since the last time we played together, I think. Well, when well I same. Had my, when well, yeah. I had my famous blow-up. Yeah. <laughs> We have not played in a long time either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Yagaras sucks. Okay, Yagaras sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? I killed it. Um, um, I, you know, I just finished uh, Bard's Tale Four. I mean, I got that years ago, and I finally finished it recently. So, nice. and, and I could be streaming that stuff. It's just that when I decide to play, it's just random. Man, it's just like, if you don't have a schedule on YouTube, it's really just you're just end up talking to nobody because nobody knows you're there. And it's YouTube does. YouTube does, and I want since we're on YouTube, I want to rag on a little bit. Uh, discoverability on YouTube is is horrid, dog crap. Right? It's it's so bad. I mean, everybody else does it better than Twitch, and it's just so frustrating because if I go to YouTube, I can go to the main YouTube page, and they'll try to 
tune what I watch to, you know, say, hey, you might like this because you watch this other stuff. Mm-hmm. You try that on Twitch. <laughs> You're not going to get that. You're not going to get uh, people like what you normally watch presented mm-hmm. to you. You have to go yeah. searching for it. And Correct. then that becomes horrible. Yeah. So getting started nowadays is just, it's just terrible. Yeah. Like, if for some- always, I'd recommend doing YouTube and then switching, you know, and doing a Twitch app on top of it. But. Yeah. Twitch likes to promote the top streamers all the time. And it's just like, yeah, but they're the ones they've invested money in. Right. They want to get the return. Right. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's just like with but, YouTube, they don't care because they're not investing in a lot of people. They're right. just trying to sell ads. So they want to get people in front of content they like in order to make that ad money. Mm-hmm. Whereas Twitch is much more about, you know, we need to, we need to promote these big guys that we've given all this money to. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So I want to go talk about, um, so we, we, we spent the last hour and a half talking about, um, these parasocial relationships. I want to now like talk like, you know, are the, uh, warning signs that like we can see when someone's are having these, um, possible solutions and then we'll, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So, okay. so like, what are the, like some of the warning signs? Oh, like wait, wait, wait. what? No, we're not doing for four or five hours. Today. No, no. I thought we were going to do a no massive old time streaming. No, no. <gasps> My car needs to be. I I have a broken car. Okay. All right. All right. I I have similar issues. I know. Maybe when the you know what like I really do feel like doing like some old fashioned like like really long stream. I think I might because um I really don't. Uh, I'm hoping like the uh, uh, food shortage hits turkey because like I have not bought my turkey yet for uh, Thanksgiving and I kind of hoping they all sell out. So I, I'm not forced to cook one because I really don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping I get to do like, a, uh, honestly, I want to do a pork shoulder. I want to do a 16 hour pork shoulder again. And if I do that, I'd probably just stream the entire time, put the camera <laughs> on the temp and then just take breaks of like, oh, oh, it dropped five degrees. Gotta be right back, guys. Pause. Go up there, put some wood on it, come back turn it up you know because I, it's not like i can look at it i can't the only thing i'm doing is watching the temperature i'm manning the fire <laughs> you know and it's like oh drop five five degrees add a coal add wood add coal add wood just keep adding <laughs> you know and subtract ash you know all right uh, i distracted us i'm sorry yes you did was- yes you did so all right let's start with you vincent let's go with warning signs and possible solutions so the biggest issue with parasocial relationships is that in like a lot of things in moderation, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Because yes, there are there. It's okay to be a fan of somebody. It's okay to be invested in what they're doing. But if you decide that you're, if you realize that in your off time, all you're thinking about is what this streamer was doing and mm-hmm. at this time, and that's all you care about, it might be an issue when you, if you're not actually friends with the person who's streaming or has or have a direct communication with them or are have a small enough community where you guys where you guys are a close-knit group mm-hmm. it is much more likely that that person doesn't really know you well, mm-hmm. and that person is going to just keep doing their content so having this a small amount of of parasocial relationships of being invested in that you want somebody to do good. You want them to be, you want them to, to get better. Yeah. You'll donate every once in a while. Cause you have the money too, or Hey, they have a Patreon and I love their content. So I subscribe to their Patreon to make sure they get more content. Those are all fine. Mm-hmm. But when you start 
demanding they do stuff for you, when you start when you start getting upset when they don't release something when they're supposed to release it because, oh man, something in their life happened and now that thing you wanted has been on pause for a while. Like, so people get sick, people get hurt, things happen, but demanding that they put out this content right now or being upset because somebody said something that you don't, that isn't 100% your stance on something. If somebody goes, well, I'm not a fan of anime because I don't, I don't really get it. Then you do dogpiling on them and attacking them for not liking anime is stupid. And and because you because you perceive them to be your friend, mm-hmm. you end up you end up harassing them instead of just supporting them like everybody else. So it's really important to just to to start realizing when you're getting too invested. And also know the fact that the the people on the other side of the screen don't want to date you. They they don't know who you are. You can you can donate millions of dollars. They don't know who you are, and they don't want to be. And realizing that they're preying on your emotions to to. have you interact more is another thing you have to be cautious of because not everybody does that Mm -hmm. some people do but it's it's one of those things of yes they're attractive or yes they they're everything you look for in a in a partner but they have two hundred thousand followers uh what what do you think that your hundred dollar donation every stream is going to get you Nowhere. Right. Yeah. So the biggest thing is that the only real solution is realizing what's happening and understanding that this is what's happening. But it's emotional manipulation. And it's hard for a lot of people to see through emotional manipulation, especially with like the celebrity stuff and the idol stuff and the K pop mm-hmm. stuff. And that's how things are marketed to affect your brain in that manner. I have a an example, but I don't know if I want to get into it on this. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I, there are there are people who will go to strip clubs. Oh, mm, yeah. That uh, they give money to to the stripper. The stripper's going to fall in love with them, and they can you know leave and save them, and it's a whole mentality, right? But the girls know what they're doing to try to apply as much money out of you without letting it get to a point where they have to be scared about walking out of the place at night. So that's a, there's a line they have to try to go, go across, but their, their whole thing is trying to build on that misconception that the person has. And there are some streamers who do that too, where they will build on that as much as they can, but then they try to make sure that doesn't cross a line because it's very, it's very sensitive area to do. But for the person who's just watching and into that situation, you have to be aware of that. You can't let your, this idea that, you know, she's not going to go home with you. Right. Just, they're performers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're performing. They're, perform- they're working. They're, yeah. they're actors. They're, mm-hmm. even though they're normal everyday people, the, the person they show you on stream isn't mm-hmm. exactly who they are because right. they ca- and, it can't be. Right. And it's not just about relationships, too. I mean, there, there are people right. who, just go crazy on the on the um the relationships the paranormal the para 
Social. Yeah. Parasocial relationships. Yeah. So, paranormal for some reason. Yeah. Paranormal uh, relationships. That's a different show. Relationships. We'll do that episode in December. <laughs> the Art Bell. We're going to do that at midnight. So the, um, it's not always like a sexual or, or anything like that type of connection. It's mm-hmm. just, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you give me something that I want or need in my life that I'm not getting somewhere else. And then you're, you're starting to funnel all of that into that relationship that mm-hmm. is one way yeah. and you have to be careful about that because that's not how it works. Right. That's not healthy. It, it's uh, more isolated. Yeah. I, well, I think that everybody, and I'll just say this right now. I think everybody should be going to a therapist sometime. Like even if it's once every six months to just get a check in and, and talk about some stuff just so that you're getting somebody that you're talking to that's able to give you a clear unbiased view of what your relationships are, what you're doing, how you're living, etc. Make sure your mental health is okay. Uh, if you feel like you need it more than that, definitely go more than that. But um, that's a great way to check in with, with yourself. So you don't go down a rabbit hole like that. Because if you are going down that rabbit hole and you talk to somebody every six months or whatever, it's going to come out in that conversation because if you're going down that rabbit hole, it's all you're thinking about and it'll mm-hmm. come out in your conversation and they'll catch it. That's good. Yeah. Right. If you decide to pull your whole life savings to support your bias, then you know, yeah. they'll come out. Yeah. That that's, that's a good, that's a great solution there, right? Uh, and, yeah. uh, but uh, just, just, just checking in. So my therapist, you mean Joe Rogan, right? That counts, right? Well, you know, you, since you have such a close relationship with Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. you should be good for that, right? That oh, should be that should be for good, good, good. Uh, uh, another big thing is because it's so isolating. Because a lot of people put this time and effort into it, um, make sure you have time to check up on your IRL friend. You so you, people, human beings need skinship. Period. Meat space. Even if it's even if you even if you're a guy and you're only friend groups are men asking for a hug. Even if you don't feel comfortable with it, you need skinship. You need human interaction, human contact. Everybody okay. needs a hoodie. Exactly. Yeah. Hugs are great. Hugs are awesome. Human touch, human interaction. Like I always, like a lot of time when someone goes like, man, I just, you know, like I just, I just feel so isolated. I, I always just like, when you take a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class, you're going to get lots of touch. You're going to get some exercising. You're going to feel like a, and that's a lot of people when they do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like, I feel amazing. Touch. You just, even though you're like wrestling, you're touching and working out the, the endorphins in your brain is just like, it, it's firing off. It, it is an amazing time. So I recommend Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You don't have to do BJJ, but I recommend it. I have a different, I'm a, I'm a kind of an isolated person. I prefer not seeing anybody or talking to anybody um, physically to <laughs> stay in my little room, my little house, my little world and choose when I want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you also have somebody that's also there that you can still gain kinship, skinship from. Mm. Uh, it's it is. <laughs> if, if they have a pulse and it's in the same vicinity as you and they have skin on them, then you can at least touch them, high five, whatever. It's, uh, that's just the lady that lives in my house. <laughs> Is that my roommate? I don't have that anymore. Thank you. <laughs> 
right, all right. So we got some great solutions. We got some warning signs. We got some good checkups. So like, it's like, so if you made it this part of the episode, you're like, you're like the the best types of fans. Awesome, you guys rock. You know, you can listen to anything in the world, but you decided to listen to us. So we're gonna go ahead and do sure, hmm? sure like and subscribe. Uh, subscribe. We're gonna say share, like, and subscribe. That's not, no, no. Click that no. notification bell down there. Right there. <laughs> oh my god! Not a YouTuber. Not a YouTuber. I try to get used to the, 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 the saying. It, smash that button. Hit it in the doobly doo. Hit it in the doobly doo. Hit it in the doobly doo. Or what's what's it on Rumble? What, do like, the we, thing. Yeah, do the thing. Do we have a Rumble page yet? Do we want one? <laughs> <laughs> I check it out because, like, I like I said, like, I, I miss. Anyways, no, no, I'm going. No, no, stop it, Reinhold. Stop it, stop it. I know, I know what you're trying to do. All right, let's go ahead, wrap up. Final words. We'll let um, Vincent go first, and then then Reinhold, and then I'll you know, and, and end this like this three ring circus. All right, final thoughts. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because this has been a kind of a concept that's been sitting in my mind, especially during all this lockdown. There's a, especially during the lockdown, a lot of other people um, surviving the lockdown, not having a community of people to hang out with, not not having a pod of people that you can go see every day, every at least once a week. It's it's scary and it's and it turns you more towards the digital. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. how much social media, no matter how much we hate it, is advancing, especially with stuff like metaverse. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, human touch is going to like human interactions are in person are starting to seem less and less often, especially with people working from home, especially from people that don't have to leave their house to do a lot of things. Now. So it's important to realize that the person on the other side of the screen you're watching might not be the person you know you think they are. They might not even know who you are, and no matter how much time and effort you put into it, there's a high likelihood you're not going to get anything back from it. And understanding that that's the scenario and that that is something that has happened in life for a long time, Mm -hmm. and there are billion-dollar industries based around that concept of you give us money, you you get to shake hands with pretty girl. So it's one of those things of it's, it's really important to keep an eye on your mental and also realize that at the end of the day, the people on your screen aren't the same as the people you have in meet space. You can have online friends. You can have people you play with. They have interactions with all the time. Mm-hmm. That's different than an influencer or a streamer or a, or a YouTuber that, you've, that you watch religiously and they have no idea who you are. So make real friends. That Twitch streamer in the hot tub isn't your real friend. <laughs> All right, that's that's good. Good, Reinhold. Uh, just uh, like to say that everybody should just, and I said this in the last episode, and it kind of applies here again too. Just know yourself. Get to know who you are and what you drives you and what you're doing. Cause if you start to deviate from the normal and you start seeing yourself going down a path, 
as long as you're taking the time to reanalyze yourself and know what you're doing and know what you're thinking uh, and be honest with yourself, you should be able to avoid that. Um, if you can't get help, it don't, there's nothing uh, negative about going and talking to somebody. Once and It's so much easier to do these days now that we've got this online counseling stuff going on where you can call better help or one of these modern health places, you know, that there's a lot of different places you can go and just have a conversation with someone <laughs> that is trained to spot problems that you might be involved in or, or th- issues that you might be having that you may not even see. Right. Right. Yep. There's a value to that. And I think everybody should, should at least, even if it's just an online once every couple months or whatever, just talk to somebody about that stuff so that you can keep your mental health clean and you're not falling into any of these traps. And, and that I think I was talking about it last week uh, about politics. Cause a lot of times we get into politics mm-hmm. and uh, we start going down a path and then you, you know, it's not healthy the way we're doing this the, these days. So always try to be concerned about your mental health first before anything else. Yep. 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 There's some, weird, there's some weird stands for certain caucuses too. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's weird oh, stands for everything. Here. <laughs> Not, uh, no names. Anyways. Uh, yes. Uh, well, yeah. If you, yeah, the online things is not as uh, the online uh, counseling is not as good as for face to face, but for a check in or just the first step, because some people are like, well, what do I talk about? Trust me. It just, it's, do your research on it. it. It's an amazing time to go, like, just to have someone talk with that that is trained to be able to get the get the words out of you so you can talk. Just like you run a vulnerability scanner on your application or you just run antivirus on your computer once in a while, the thing does it to your mental self, okay? Then, oh, this is I, a- I do. Hmm? And as long as we're talking about this, I do have one thing I want to bring into. If you are talking to somebody like a therapist and you're fine that they're not good. Mm-hmm immediately jumped to someone else. So yes. I know somebody who went to a therapist and they got in to talk to the therapist and the therapist spent half the time talking about themselves to the patient. Bad. No, that's not what they do. They're not trained. They're trained not to do that there. You should not know anything about your therapist's personal life because you should be talking about you and you alone. And that's what the focus should be. And not every therapist is good. And not every therapist is good for you. So if you find that it's not working or you're not getting what you think you need, or you're finding that the person is talking about themselves too much, mm-hmm. go someone else, right. get a different person, try, try it because you don't want the net, you don't want the impact or the thought thinking that uh, therapy just doesn't work because you're talking to a bad therapist. Yep. Right. And you didn't find the match that matches. Correct. You, you don't want You don't want to take yourself out of that. Like, you know, just yeah you don't want that to be the negative impact to prevent you from getting the health that you need yeah it's like get, going out getting a um like a tattoo a tat, a tat most these people who do tattoo are tattoo artists they do tattoos you know like they're artists if you want a certain tattoo right you want this right if you go to someone who doesn't do that style you're gonna get it you know oh those tattoos are junk blah, blah, blah. yeah but you wanted this spooky style you want someone who does disney stuff 
What the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, that's that's on you. That's more you than anything. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Go out, go, and it's also okay to like you know to tell them like, hey, I want to try a different therapist. You can try. It's okay to try them out. It's okay. It's it's fine. You know, it's it it is your life. You live it how you want. You control you control everything going on to it. So, like I said. We've been doing this for close to two hours now, so we're going to end the stream here. Thank you for everyone who's listened this long in the show, because this is getting not that long in the tooth, but can get, can get even longer, because we have a lot more stuff to talk about, and I can feel... Hey, one more thing I want to say. And, and Reinhold's trying to get this to go like four <laughs> hours here. You see him? I'm going to cut it's, him It's okay. It's okay. Cut I him off here. Like I treat dating. I, I cry in the corner and don't interact. All right. Like I said, like I cut them all off. Cut them off. Cut them out. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Chris Bangle Show. Um, well, I hope we'll be back next week for like your regular schedule programming, but uh, this is what you get today. So, thank you, everyone. Have a good night and adios. I enjoy. Like I said, it's you know, you know, you guys can listen to anything else, but decide to listen to this. So, thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.